But I say unto you, Love thyself, and smite thine enemies. Be really anxious about tomorrow. It's gonna be bad. Ask, and it will be withheld from you. Knock, and I'll probably pretend I'm not home. Please silence your cell phones and take out your Bibles as we welcome Pastor John Goble to continue our series, Things Jesus Didn't Say. Well, good morning, church. How are you? Glad to see all of you. If this is your first time here, we're glad to have you. In fact, right in front of you in your seat rack is a communicator card if you'll fill that out. And uh, if there's anything you need or any way we can serve you, just put that on there. And you'll place those in the tithe and offering containers uh, by each door, and uh, we'll get that. So uh, as well, church, if there's anything we can pray for, there's room on those cards uh, to pray. Put your prayer requests on there. And also let us know what God's doing, how he's answering your prayers, if you'll let us know that too, your praise reports. And you can also drop those in the tithe and offering containers as well making tithes part of your worship today and your offerings part of your worship today. It's a joy to bring back your first tenth. That's what tithe means. We bring our first back to God, and it's, uh, it's just an amazing blessing what God does with that. So whether you, it doesn't matter how you give, if it's check, you know, old school, write it down. If it's cash or online, it's not about how you give, it's about your heart of giving. And so to make that part of your worship today, uh, I wanted to let you know, thank you for your generosity. Thank you for your faithfulness. Uh, we don't share this enough, but part of uh, what you give and how you give to us enables us to continue to give. So as a church, we also give our first tenth out to missionaries and different churches and support. And so uh, just last week, we were able, there's a new church opening in uh, New Brighton. It's called uh, Grace Bible Chapel. And so uh, we're all the church. Whatever our names are, our banners, our marquees, we're all one church. We're not competing with other churches. We're doing the kingdom work together. So we were able to bless them with $10,000 to get going. And we also donated a lot of old sound equipment that we had laying around, and we're able to give that to them so they can get sound and get going. And, and whatever they didn't have, they could use the money to do that or whatever they need to get going. So uh, thank you for your generosity. I just want to let you know that there's, there's things happening here in Pittsburgh, New Brighton, all over the planet, it's all for, for God, and it's amazing things are happening, right? So I uh, wanted to kind of give you that quick update. Also, if you're new with us, this is a fifth Sunday. So kids are in here. You're probably wondering, are the kids always in here? Uh, you know, they're always here, all right? Kids are always here. We love kids. We do have kids' ministries that happen uh, on regular weekends where they, um, they go back. They have their own special worship and message, and it's, it's on their level so they can understand. But on fifth Sundays, we come together. It's so important that they get to see us worship as a family, and, and they get to join in and worship with us together. And so Fifth Sundays, we always have water baptisms, child dedication. So it's always an exciting day. So uh, the message is, is geared for families. It's geared for, for the kids and for us as adults. So it's going to be a great day this morning. So we're going to continue our series, Things Jesus Didn't Say. Uh, Pastor Brian, Pastor Manny launched this service. I got to share last week, and we're going to close it out today. And uh, this is really a, a fun message. You guys are going to love this, but I'm going to need your help. Here's the title, and I'm going to have you guys really just uh, just give, it, give me the title in your best, passionate way you can. The title today is Just Do What Makes You Happy. Can you say that with me? Just do what makes you happy. A little more passion than that, can we? Just do what makes you happy. You know Jesus didn't say it, right? He didn't say it. Look at your neighbor. Give him your best happy face. Go on. Do it. Give him your best happy face. Look at the other neighbor. Give him your happy face. Now judge which one was happier. I don't know. I'm just kidding. But th today is going to be a, a fun message. In fact, uh, I wanted to share with you, uh, you know, uh, this is something that Jesus didn't say. It's about us being happy. In fact, there's a very popular song. If you're young, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But those of you that are older, you're, you're going to know with the whistle. You're going to know with the whistle. Go ahead, boys, in the back. Let's do it. 
Yeah. Here's a little song I wrote. You might want to sing it note for note. Don't worry. How about over here? Be happy. Got it. All right, that's good. Don't worry, be happy. Not biblical, but a fun song, right? Don't worry. Now, the Bible does say don't worry, but it doesn't say just be happy. If you've ever been anxious, the answer isn't just to be happy, right? The Bible says if you're anxious, do what? Pray continuously, right? Talk to God about it. Talk to God. Pray. You know, in our culture, it's fun, you know, uh, these are things, Jesus didn't say this, go into all the world and preach whatever makes them happy. Boy, that would be a crazy gospel, wouldn't it? In this world, you'll have only happiness. Jesus didn't say that. If this world is happy with you, it's because they were happy with me first. <laughs> Jesus didn't say that either. Happy is as happy does. That's happy Gilmore, I think. I don't know. It's funny how we... A lot of times, we think Jesus may have said it, but it's just maybe how we're feeling or what we're going through. And, you know, maybe we've heard a scripture, but we kind of, uh, we can kind of twist things. And, and we make what Jesus really said, and we insert ourselves or our situation, our circumstance, or maybe, uh, maybe there's something going on in the world, and we, and we feel bad, and we just, we just try to make our own scripture. And we say, well, well Jesus definitely said that, but he didn't. It's so important that we know what Jesus did say, and it's also important to know what he didn't say. And so this morning, uh, as family and kids, we're going we're gonna to have some fun. Kids, how many of you guys have really wanted something? And maybe it's a thing or a device or a toy or, or something. How many of you wanted something, and then when it came, like maybe at, at your birthday or something, you opened it up, and it wasn't what you wanted? It wasn't what you thought, right? You ever had one of those? You're a little bummed, right? You're like, oh. It wasn't what you thought. You know, I just want to give you some truth as a kid. There's going to be times where sometimes it gets tough. Sometimes it's hard. Maybe in school or at home or wherever you are. It's not about always being happy. Happy is an emotion. It's a good emotion. We should want to be happy. But it's not about everything's always about making us happy. You know, sometimes your friends have things that you want, Right? Maybe they get a new phone or a new thing. Or, and, and the parents' world is called keeping up with the Joneses. Well, they got a truck, so I need a truck. They got a new device, so I need a new device. They got that toy. I really wanted that toy. I should have that toy. I'm entitled to it. You're not entitled to anything. You know, the scripture, actually what Jesus does say and what the scriptures do say, uh, actually this is the Apostle Paul in Philippians 4. I'm going to read this in a New Living Translation. I'm going to read it in the, uh, the message. It says this. Not that I was ever in need, Paul says, for if I've learned how to be content with whatever I have. Now, kids, contentment means that you're okay. You're grateful. You're thankful for whatever you have. But he goes on to say, I know how to live on almost nothing or with everything. I've learned the secret of living. Here's the secret to living. In every situation, whether it is a full stomach or an empty stomach, with plenty or with little. Now, listen to this, verse 13. Most of us know this verse. For I can do everything through Christ. Who gives me strength? Isn't it interesting that that verse is given through the idea of contentment? For I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, is one way the translation says, I can do all things through Christ 
It's recognizing the secret to living, Paul says, is whether you have a little or whether you have a lot, whether your stomach is full or whether your stomach is empty, we need to learn how to be grateful and thankful. Whatever situation, he says, whatever circumstance I am, I need to understand how to be grateful and how to be thankful. You know, a lot of times we like to look at our neighbors or look at our classmates or look at our friends and we like to compare like they have this and I need that. But God says, look, learn to be grateful, learn to be thankful, learn to be content. You know, I like to challenge, uh, and many of us are out of high school and out of college, but I like to challenge young people. I did my youth ministry for years, but I always tell them, before you graduate high school, you need to get out of America. Not that America's bad, but just to see that God is working everywhere, all over the planet. And people live differently than we do here. And it's not that they're right or we're right or they're wrong or we're wrong. But you begin to realize that sometimes people live really different than we do. They have a lot less than we do. They live in houses that you've never seen before, but yet they're full of joy. They're happy. And that's always my challenge is look and see how God and his kingdom is all over the planet. It's not about things. It's not about stuff. So what did Jesus say? If Jesus didn't say, do what makes you happy, what did he say? Well, look what he says in Luke eleven twenty eight. 28. This is what Jesus did say. But even more blessed are all those who hear the word of God and put it into practice. Here's God's heart. It's not do whatever you want to make you happy. Here's God's heart. God's heart is to bless you, but understand blessing is by knowing his word. And and I like how it describes in the scripture, practice it, live it out. This isn't about legalism, checking boxes. I've got to do this because this is what it says. This is about living it out because you realize how good of a God. We just sang about how great of a God we have. And it's a joy and it's an honor and it's a privilege to hear his word and to live it out. You know, for all you young people out there, you need to understand that when you hear God's word, when you hear a message like this, or you read the Bible, and you begin to understand what it says, and then you begin to live it out, you need to understand not everybody's gonna like what you're doing. Not everybody's gonna agree with you. And you need to know that that's okay. You be you. You keep following God. You keep following his word and you keep living this out. It's whether you're going to school, around your classmates or your friends. Kids, how many of you are in school? How many of you went all week last week? How many of you were excited? <laughs> Got one dude that's just like, I love school. How many of you wish summer was still here? I get it, I'm there too. My kids start this week. Listen, you're gonna be in front of your teachers. You know, sometimes you're gonna be maybe in class and you may even hear something that's opposite of what God's word says. Look, you keep, being, you keep following God's word, regardless of what's being said, whether they agree with you. God's heart is for you to be blessed. And blessing doesn't mean that he's given you more stuff. 
Blessing means that you're being faithful to, to live the way he's called you to live. And look, God's going to answer your prayers. You're going to have things, and he's going to give you things. But it's not about the things. It's about your relationship with the Lord. Jesus said it best. My heart is to bless you. You keep being faithful. You keep following my word, and you just keep living it out. You know, earlier I gave you a fun word. It says, if this world's happy with you, it's because they were happy with me first. Really, the opposite is what Jesus said, isn't it? He said in John 15, 18, John 15, 18, he said, if the world hates you, remember it hated me first. Isn't that interesting? That Jesus, who never sinned, that was good to everybody, healed and blessed. People didn't agree with him either. So I just want you to know, kids, I want to give you some truth. But I want you to stay faithful to God. Even if it's at the, at the worst extreme. In fact, if you read that whole statement, Jesus said, be of good cheer because I've overcome the world. You be of good cheer. You stay focused. You keep living for me. Keep hanging in there. You know, I did an interesting study on the word blessed. Do you know how many times the word blessed is found in your scriptures? Now, it depends on, and, and I may go over some of your heads, and it's okay. The word blessed, depending on what translation you have, okay? So I, I read the New King James. I've been reading the New Living Translation. But if you use a translation that's more literal, and what I mean by more literal is that if it, they try to keep as close to the original translation. So if it was written in Greek, they try to translate it into English as close as they can. But you can never translate perfectly. So whether it was in Greek or Hebrew or Aramaic, they try to get it as close as they can. So versions like the ESV, the New King James, if you don't know what I'm talking about, you can ask me later. So in those literal translations, the word blessed is found 302 times. That's God's heart for you. It's so that you can know his heart, and as you're faithful to follow him, he will bless you. You know, the whole Beatitudes tells you how to live, how God will bless you, and how we should live. One of them is blessed are those who are persecuted. That doesn't make sense, does it? But God's heart is, is even if it's, Persecution. if you're in the middle of something that's just terrible, if you'll just stay faithful, I'm going to bless you. 302 times. You know how many, how many times the word happy is in the Bible? Being happy or happiness or happier? 28. 302 verses 28. Now, it's not about God not wanting you to be happy. Happy is an emotion. But every time you look at the word happy when it's translated, it's talking about happiness is found when you're in the presence of the Lord or when you're, when you're praising him. That's when you find happiness. You can find happiness in a lot of things. But God's heart is for you to understand that he wants to bless you as you receive from him, as you understand his heart, and as you live this thing out, he is going to bless you. Emphatically, he's going to bless you all through the scripture, Old Testament, New Testament. Those that seek me will find me. Those that know my heart, those that will draw near to me will find me. He will bless you. You keep living out this awesome faith that you have, whether you're in elementary school, middle school, high school. God doesn't care about your age. He cares that you love him and you're following him. The second thing is this. Now let me, and I'm going to read it real slow because I want you to hear me. God is joy. Joy is a person. Joy is not a thing. God is joy. 
In fact, he says it in a way, and not only is God joy, but you can also be full of joy. John 15, 11 says this. It's the same chapter that we've been reading all morning. John 15, 11 says this. I've told you these things so that you will be filled with, everyone say, my joy. My joy. And then he goes on to say, yes, your joy will overflow. There's this transfer. When you have a relationship with Jesus, you can receive his joy. Jesus, if you were to define what joy is, it's a picture of Jesus. Because joy is a person, so is love. Love is a person. The Messiah is a person. All of those things are found in Jesus. So this is how we would know what joy is, is by having a relationship with God. And here's, here's the crazy thing, kids, is every person on the planet wants to have this joy. Every person. I don't care whether you know God or you know Jesus or you don't. Every person wants to understand joy. You know what the amazing thing about Jesus was, and I know uh, he is God, but he also came like you and he came like me. He came as a person. He lived on, he lived on earth. And he walked around town to town, literally walked around town to town. Sometimes he took a donkey, but most of the time he walked. Town to town, walking into these towns where people may have knew him or they have no idea who he was. They may have believed that he was a Messiah, but most of them didn't. And he'd walk in these towns and he would, just, he would just get in their lives and he would show them what joy looks like. And every time he would go town to town, the crowds would grow. People would get around him. Why? Because they wanted that joy. They wanted to know what, how they could have it, what this is like. They knew that he had every answer. Sometimes he healed people. Sometimes he gave profound wisdom to people. There was a woman at the, at the well called the Samaritan woman in your scriptures. And she went around and told everybody, this man knew everything I know about life. This man spoke everything he knew about life. That wasn't what he said. He spoke about one thing. But she went and told the whole town. And the whole town, and Jesus stayed a couple more days in Samaria. And the whole town came. And the whole town committed their lives to Christ. Person after person. Why? Because one person received the joy of Christ. And was overflowing in that joy. And then she began to tell others. You see, that's what Jesus is asking you to do. And what he's asking me to do. It doesn't matter if you're older and you're at work, or you're younger, you're at school. You see, we all have to live this out. But the reality of what people are looking for is found in Jesus. And you have a relationship with Jesus. That's why you're here. You can talk to God anytime you want. You can ask him anything. If you wake up, anybody wake up in a bad mood sometimes? You're in church. Come on. Today, how about you? Did anyone wake up in a bad mood today? Hangry? Anybody hangry? Look, you can shift. Look, we all have emotions, but understand that Jesus, not only does, is God's heart to bless you, but he wants you to have this overflowing abundance of joy. In fact, John 10 says, I've come to give you abundant life. He wasn't just talking about eternity in heaven, although that's going to be phenomenal and abundant in so many ways, but that you can live on earth and show people That Jesus is an amazing God, and you can have a relationship with him. And he doesn't say you have to wait till you grow up. You can have a relationship right now, right where you are, whatever age you are. 
Maybe you're in this room and you, you haven't committed to follow Jesus. You're seeing all these people be water baptized. This could be your moment. Today's the day. You can make that commitment today. You're here. You're watching online. Look, you need to know that God is proud of you. He's not mad at you. He's glad you're here. He's glad that you're hearing his word. Now start taking steps to live it out. Put it into practice. Start living your life with joy. Start showing people that you're content with what you have, that you're blessed and you're thankful and you're grateful and that you serve an amazing God. Let them see it. Sometimes, sometimes, and I'm not gonna say it's right, but sometimes there are some miserable Christians out there. That shouldn't be the case. We all have bad days. I'm not saying we're perfect. We all have bad days. People should see joy. People should see that we love them. That's our vision. Love God, love people. We all have bad days. We all get anxious. That's the most beautiful thing about our relationship with God is we can go to him. We can talk to him. We can ask him to help. That's why with the, one of the roles of the Holy Spirit is to lead you into truth because right now I don't feel happier. Right now I feel a little hangrier. Right now I had a bad day. He can help you. Give you a different perspective. God's heart is to bless you and God's heart is to give you his joy. Joy is a person it's not a thing. And it's not found in stuff. Sometimes we get happy when we get great things. There's nothing wrong with that. But it'll go away. The joy found in Christ will never go away. And it'll never run out. That's the great news. It'll never run out. You know, today I wanted to share, it's a little bit different day today, and I wanted to share some vision with all of you about our fifth Sundays. These are generally my favorite services. I love having family services. And so I want to talk to you about, you know, one of the things we do is we go away and we pray and we ask God for a vision. You know, sometimes, even as Christians, sometimes we, we're hard workers. We like to work. We like to get things done. And then as we get things done, we tell God just to bless what we're doing. But really what God wants you to do is hear from him, then go to work, Right? Receive from him, receive his joy, receive his revelation, then put the hands to the plow. And so one of the things I've been praying about and talking to the Lord about is our fifth Sundays and, and how we as one big family, whether you're a kid or adult, how we can all serve and show people the love of Christ in a, in a way that's powerful and impactful. And so here's one of the things that God was speaking to me. I'm gonna put on the screens for you, but... Fifth Sundays, I want it to be about this, that we keep serving Jesus. You know, we've had a crazy year and a half or more of COVID, and I think it's affected many people. But here's what I want to do, say to you, is we can never stop serving Jesus. I know many people have, have convictions and health reasons, and look, you need to follow your convictions and follow what God's speaking to you, but let's not stop serving Jesus. And so these first Sundays is an opportunity for us to keep serving Jesus, to have passion for people, show our love not only for Christ, but also for them. Let them see that we're a church that loves God and loves people. And let them see that in a practical way. 
You know, the Jews, they used to celebrate, or they still do, they celebrate seven feasts, four in the spring, three in the fall. And they have these feasts. Some of them are seven days long. The Feast of Booths is seven days long. They'd camp out in Booths and they would just reflect and remember about that time as they left Egypt and how they lived in portable environments for a long time. And they would just celebrate all that God did. This is what feasts were all about, that you would celebrate what God has done in your life. You would honor him, you'd exalt him. That's what feasts are all about. So when I say uh, some of our fifth Sundays are gonna be a feast, I mean, I... There's another way that we remember feasts. Like, and this is what I love about Jewish feasts. They eat a lot of things during the feast. It's, it, it's yes, you eat. And so some of our fifth Sundays will be feast days. In fact, uh, this will be our last Sunday where we do a family service like this. But our next family service, the next time we meet on a fifth Sunday is in October. You know what day it's on? <laughs> Halloween! <laughs> Halloween! Now, we don't celebrate the truth. We don't celebrate the truth of Halloween and demons and devils and all those kind of things. You know what? But we celebrate Jesus. We're going to celebrate him. It's going to be an amazing feast day. I'm not going to give you all the details because I want you to keep wondering what it's all about, but you're going to see them coming. But we're going to have a feast day, hopefully outside, but it's Pittsburgh. You know, we did a staff day at the lake yesterday. It was supposed to rain. It was kind of a bummer. I was thinking we were going to have to reschedule. Beautiful day. That's just Pittsburgh. So we'll be praying for good weather on that last day of October. But we're going to have a feast day. It's going to be all hands on deck, families, kids. And we're going to come together. One thing that's not going to change is we're going to come together first. We're going to come together. We're going to worship. We're going to worship our great God. We're going to receive the vision for the day. And if there's baptisms, we're going to celebrate baptisms that day. And then we're going to go out and have a feast. And we're going to invite all of our friends, our families, our coworkers, all of those around, we're gonna make this an outreach opportunity for people that don't know Christ. It's an opportunity that we got all, you'll have bring invites, you'll have all the information. You can invite as many people as you want. And we're just gonna feast and we're gonna show them the goodness of God, both in blessing them, but also in the way that we serve one another, the way that we, we serve them as they walk in the door. We want them to see the joy of Christ in you and in me. And we're all going to come together as one big family of Westridge. And we're going to show our community what serving Jesus is all about. And how he's a great God to follow and serve. And so that's what a feast day is all about. And they'll be different. Each one will be different. Each one will be unique. But the one thing that will be the same is that we love Jesus and we love people. And so that'll be our first one on Halloween. How many of you are excited about that? Halloween, it's coming. So you're gonna hear some things. We're gonna, we're gonna need you to help. We're gonna need you to plug in. We're gonna need you to jump in. And we want you to bring as many of your friends as you want. And then you can serve them and love on them, play with them, have a blast with them. Yes, we're gonna feed them too. Jesus loved feeding people, didn't he? Even when he didn't have food. 5,000 people, couple fish, bread, no problem. Feed them all. Until they're full, by the way. And they had leftovers. I don't know if we'll do the leftover thing, but we'll feed them, all right? So those are feast Sundays. Now, some of our feast Sundays will be serve Sundays. As we know of needs and as we find people in our community that have a need, we're gonna go serve. Again, we'll gather, we'll come here as one. One church, we'll come and worship, we'll receive the vision, and then we're gonna go. We're gonna go blitz whoever that is. We're gonna show them how amazing God is and bless them. Love God, love people. We're just gonna serve. 
We're going to send hundreds of people out of this church. Kids, families, look, everybody can serve. The age isn't important. We can all do this together. And we're going to find the needs of our community, and we're going to show them Christ by serving them. And so each fifth Sunday is going to be different. Some will be feast days. Some will be serve days. And you'll know well ahead of time if it's a, if it's a serve day or if it's a feast day. But let me tell you one thing is really important, that we all come together and we stay united and we display the heart of Christ in all that we do, that we love God and we love people. So you're gonna hear more details about that and it'll be all in one service. We won't have two services on that fifth Sunday. It'll all be one service, one big day and prayerfully, testimonies, baptisms, people being saved, people receiving the joy of Christ. That's what it's all about. Kids, don't worry. Your kid friends are going to love it too. There'll be a lot of fun things for kids and young adults and, and us adult folks too. Are you excited? What? Oh, I hope so. That's a good day. We are excited, and it's going to be a... I just believe God is going to use this, not only for us as a church, but I pray that we're going to reach so many people in the days ahead. Why don't you stand to your feet? I want to close in worship. This morning, if you're here, and you're hearing this message about how God's heart is to bless us, or that we can find joy in Christ, but you're not there. You just, you're here this morning, you're tuning in online or you're here in this room and you haven't given your life to Jesus, now's your time. And your own words, look, there's nothing special I can say. There's nothing anybody in this room can do. It's simply you coming to Jesus and saying, Jesus, I, I'm sorry, I need you. I'm not living for you, but it's okay because God died for you and he loves you. And right here, right now, you can give your life to Jesus. You can become a follower. You can even get water baptized today if this is your commitment. You can say, I'm all in, just like Steve and Tony and Naomi and Bree. You can make this your own faith. And so if that's you this morning, during this worship song, I just want you to talk to Jesus. Just tell him, God, I need you, and I am sorry. I haven't been following you, but today... Today's the day I want to make you Lord of my life. And today, if you're here, and maybe you haven't been in church for a long time, maybe you're coming back to God. Maybe you're, like Steve said, a prodigal. A prodigal just means somebody that went away. You grew up in church, or maybe you knew Jesus at one time, but you've walked away. But now you're back. Just recommit your faith to him. Just say, God, I am sorry, but I'm so thankful your arms are here to welcome me back and I'm ready to follow you again and for those of you that this is life we've accepted Jesus this is life to live for God to worship God Just keep running after him keep fanning the flame keep growing in your faith keep trusting God in all things and all ways let me pray for you. Lord, I just thank you for this church. If there's anybody here that needs to receive you as Lord and Savior, Holy Spirit, speak to them. They know, they feel it right now. They can feel you speaking to them. 
Maybe they can't explain it that way, but they just, they feel something. They know it's their time to take this step. If there's any prodigals or people that are just coming home, they walked away from you, but they're coming home. Let them feel your embrace and your love. And it's okay. God is going to forgive you. Just ask. Say, God, forgive me. He'll forgive you. And Lord, I am, we're so thankful to be one body, one church, your bride. We're thankful to stand here because of what you did for us. You saved us and you'll save the world if they'll ask and they'll come. So Lord, we thank you. We worship you today. And God, we exalt you and bless you right here in this place. In Jesus' name, everyone said.